Okay, tell me about the articles you wanted to go over. Okay, so there's this one. It was it's it's it was on today. I learned, but it seems to be missing now. So um, conspiracy, conspiracy, yeah. So there is a. We remember last week we were talking about what I would do for OnlyFans. Remember? Oh if yeah. If I had to the feed picks. Yes. Okay. So there was a website. I think it's it was called Wikipedia um, by dedicated foot fetish enthusiasts. Oh, yes. Um, okay. And. Fake pictures, I guess, had been circulating online of a poli- of a nude photos of a politician in a bathtub, um, but they were fake. It was uh, AOC. Oh shit! Uh, okay, Alexandra. Yeah. Level. Yeah. So I guess somebody on the website had they had seen remembered pictures of her feet from something else, and were yeah. able to prove that it was a fake picture because they oh, knew what God. her feet looked like that you know what that's there we go okay thank you internet trolls like actually thank you for once that's uh is that so is that like the deep fake thing yeah i think it was just more like bad photoshop like this is a few years ago so i don't know if it was the deep deep fakes or whatever they're calling it now because those creep me the fuck out those are like they're getting good yeah have you seen the new ones from today or a couple days ago it was this one. It was, um, you know, how Trump is supposedly being arrested um, yeah. today or something like that. They actually had photos of Trump running away from the cops. Yeah. There was a couple of him running from the cops, him being like swarmed by like eight or 10 officers arresting him. But it was all, it was all just deep fakes. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. That's like how, I mean, I, I already had an issue with the news i've already you know since covid just it's gotten so bizarre and so out of hand that i i'm like i have trouble you know keeping up and already being you know you're already suspicious and i'm not a conspiracy theorist or at least i try not to be i mean i love a good conspiracy theory but i'm not you know i try not to let it ruin my life but i mean I hardly ever go on Facebook anymore. I hardly ever go on any social media because, and I actually turned off um, my Apple news. Um, I still get it when I'm at home. Like it just is a feature that you, it's like herpes. You can't get rid of it, but at least when I'm out of the house, I don't have to see that constant, you know, there, there is a way to turn it off for the most part. And yeah, I've been so much happier because of it, because yeah, a lot of it is just bullshit. A lot of it has nothing to do with, you know, it has no bearing in reality. Like the whole deep fake thing, like, you know, I understand that, you know, we're able now to tell the difference, but the fact that yeah. it's getting it's getting so good that, you know, the investigative journalism is not gonna be able to keep up, I don't think. I don't yeah. think we're gonna be informed like we are now in five years if this continues. Yeah. But I mean, I, I know people already who everything like everything that you and i are talking about we were like okay we know it's a deep fake we know that this is bullshit there's a lot of people who don't know that it's bullshit there's a lot of people who genuinely wholeheartedly believe basically everything that they see on their news feed and especially because of the confirmation bias and the never-ending scrolling they don't get the other side they don't get the okay, well, maybe you should take a step back. They, like, they, if that's on their feed, that's what they believe is really happening in the world. That's scary because it puts people, you know, in this hyper-vigilant state and they just, 
they, there's a lot of dumb shit I think about to come down the pike. And I had a discussion. Yeah. yeah. Well, because because you can convince anyone of anything, especially if you have you know footage, footage. Yeah. Um, saying that that you know this thing is happening, and you have to be aware, and you have to do this, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, we're you know war of the worlds kind of. Yeah. I mean, how many people? I think there were like was it three people that killed themselves, but people were really scared about that. If you did that now. There'd be some people that obviously would be like, okay, it's bullshit. There'd be a whole lot of people if it was on the right news channel that would yeah. genuinely think that aliens were taking over. You'd have to do it on multiple channels, though, because somebody would just change the channel to see. Well, it, exactly. But I mean, if someone, do you remember the uh, Max Head? What's his name? What, oh, Max Max? Head? Yes. Do you remember the scam that happened back in the 80s? No. Or not I know the TV channel. show, but... Yeah, someone hacked um, multiple channels, and it was Max Headroom, and he, it was like someone just wearing a Max Headroom costume and someone in the background. It was really, like, low-tech, yeah. but they ended up hacking, like, all basically all the channels, and it was, like, it was for an, enough time, and no one figured out who this person was, which is, like, amazing. And it was some teenager slapping his butt. I mean, like, it was dumb. He, the guy took over, yeah, he, like, basically just hacked the signal for all the channels. And so it theoretically could happen if you did it right. I just, I think that's a scary, scary path we're on. Even back to, like, the uh, late 60s, whatever. Remember, you know, the Patterson footage? That's the Bigfoot? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when that came out in like the, whenever that was like the eight millimeter footage of that, people were like, holy crap, there's evidence Bigfoot exists. And it was like, oh, it's just a guy in a gorilla costume or. Yeah. Was it just a guy in a gorilla costume? Well, I'm guessing it's something I, cause I, I don't think Bigfoot actually exists, but they've never conclusively proven what it is like, no. and nobody's admitted, admitted that it's, um, that it's, it was a hoax? Oh, that okay. it's a hoax. Yeah. Don't tell anyone in my area because where I live in BC, there's like actual Bigfoot statues, like yeah. in and around the forest. Like everyone believes in Bigfoot down there. I don't know. I kind of wish there was something weird like that here, even though it's not, I don't believe in it. It's just kind of like, oh, that's kind of a cool little weird thing that goes on. Apparently, Windigo, like the Windigo is a Alberta thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because I said that one time, I was um, when I was going to pick up my puppy, um, we had to go all the way up Apex Mountain, and so we're we're up the mountain, and it's like blizzarding, and couldn't see like five feet in front of you, and we ended up going to the wrong because their their place wasn't marked, and so we went to the property before them. And it was so dark and eerie. I was like, oh, my God, it's the, it's the window goes going to get us. And I said that and to the people we picked it up from. They're like, oh, you must be from Alberta. I was like, oh, is that an Alberta thing? So apparently. Yeah, that's I think it might be like a prairie thing or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the kind of, our, our cryptid. Is that what it is? Cryptid? I guess so. Yeah. It's yeah. more of like a story of warning people against uh, cannibalism, I think, more. <laughs> Don't eat people. Yeah. Yeah. That well, it's more like big... yeah, when the, when like a famine or something like that happens, it's like that's a good story. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't eat each other. It's not a. It doesn't end well. 
You'll yeah. get the shakes and, you know. Well, it's only if you eat the brain, or so I've heard. That's true. Yeah. Is it prions? Prions? Yeah, prions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I actually, my mom's neighbor, actually, um, she was uh, Orthodox Jewish. And there was, like, some kind of special lamb dish, and it was brains. And she actually died from that. Yeah. So, What's I, the whole thing with, um, like... Uh, Kreutzfeldt-Jakob disease or whatever it's called, and then uh, mad cow disease is the same thing. Yeah, really? yeah, because prions. Yeah, because they were okay. grinding up, they were grinding up um, sheep uh, bones and brains and mixing it in with the cattle food with the uh, rice. Yeah, to give like extra protein or something like that with it, and that's kind of where it came from. God, humans are dumb. Like, yeah. I think we're so evolved, and then you're like, mm, do you think that was a smart choice? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not a good choice. Yeah. So something more local. Experience Regina apologizes after criticism over new tourism slogans sexualizing the city. Okay, sorry, what? So Experience Regina is the name of the two of the um, like tourism board yeah. for the city of Regina in Saskatchewan. Um, so the city is apologizing, or the tourism board is apologizing after criticism of their new slogans, which were sexualizing quote unquote the city. Okay, so you have to elaborate now. Okay. So some of the slogans included uh, the city that rhymes with fun. That's been, that's an old one. That's not new for this one. That's been around for, I know that's been around for a while. Okay. Uh, and the other was uh, show us your Regina. You know what? It, like in Latin, Regina means queen. Yeah. But like, why the hell did we in Canada be like, no, let's rhyme it with vagina yeah well yeah because the i'll i'll uh i'll go latin nerd on you here g's in latin are all hard g's okay so it would be re uh, regina would be the proper i think other latin nerds out there can correct my latin correction but but I it's not that's right or regina or but it's not yeah. like the way that it's pronounced <laughs> yes in you know, it, it is very, y your mind goes to one place. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> well, even the word vagina is Latin and it means a, a, it's a scabbard for a sword. That's what oh, yeah. it from. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Isn't that, isn't that the same with the C word? It's just, it's Gaelic for. I'm not sure if that's ever been proven. I think that's just one of those uh, things oh. that are just floating out there. I've never looked up the entomology of the uh, of that word. Of, of the C word? You're yeah. just not of that word. But <laughs> you know what? I find it very odd. Like, you know, in North America, that word is like yeah. so, so taboo. And then you go across the pond and everyone's yeah. like, oh, you cunt. And you're like, what? Yeah. Australia, what? too, is like that, too, Holy where it's just a. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you want to go there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what do you mean? And then they yeah. just say it again. You're like, uh Okay, I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. It's almost like a term of endearment, too, in Australia. It is. It is. I uh, I don't get it, because it's... Uh, you know what? That word actually doesn't bother me as much as the word muff does. I don't know why, <laughs> but muff bothers me to no avail. Like, it, like, like I get acid, you know, that, like, before you throw yeah. up feeling. The bile. Says, yeah, that's, that's that word. I don't know why. Yeah. How do you feel about moist? I hate you that you just said that. Fuck you. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Yuck. That is what my kids, just to bug me, will be like, Mom, this cake is really... I'm like, don't fucking say it. 
don't you say it. And they're like, it's really moist. I'm like, Ugh. You got to put the spit on it, too. You can't just say moist. Moist. Yeah. Got to like, a little. <laughs> Yuck. I hate it. Mm, I'm very uncomfortable now. <laughs> I'm getting ready for my my big talk. I'm nervous. Oh, okay. Do you have, like, uh, remarks planned out? or? Yeah, actually, um, I don't know if I can... Can I... Oh, I can. Okay, can I read it to you? Actually, sure. you turned off the camera, so. Oh, okay. I just I I have it on my iPad, so. Oh, okay. But can you still hear me? Yep. All right. It's kind of long. Yeah. It's gonna be more um, organic when I actually uh, when I actually say it out loud. Sure. Um, I'm not like it's gonna be more point form. This is more. I just I had a creative writing moment, so. Yeah. It's a little bit more formal. Okay. Um, okay, so my talk is called The Economy of Sex Work. So the first recorded career was not prostitution, but soldier. Sex work is always a continuation of the latter. Both give up their bodies for the job, and in many cases, they both lose their minds in the process. It would seem that instability breeds desperation. In the case of men, they more often than not could hold weapons and fight when necessary. Women who didn't fight alongside the men folk in ancient times had few choices. You became a temple prostitute, a mother, or a maid if you weren't privileged to be born into the right family. Regardless of your income, you always had your body to sell. With our economy on the brink of collapse in the next few decades, we need to look back on history, oh, on the history of humanity, and realize that soldiers and whores have always been and will always continue to be the canary in the coal mine. I do not believe that sex work is a moral failure for a person working that job. I know people who either came from the industry or have never strayed from the teachings of whatever religion they belong to and will say prohibition is the only way and that sex work is not real work. Well, I do not agree with this sentiment. I am not in the quote-unquote sex work is work rallying leftist cry cry group I, um, either. Instead of being in heaven or hell, I am right now in purgatory watching everyone fight over ridiculous ideals and dogmas. Whether far left or far right, they both end up in the same place, which is extremism. This issue is not black and white. Trafficking victims, non-consensual persons, regardless of age and gender. This is the humanitarian crisis, and it's on a steady incline. Sex trafficking is, that something, is something that should be dealt with as a life sentence for those responsible. Unfortunately, we are failing those who are raped, tortured, and sold for the sick pleasure of those with more power. We still have magical thinking about morality, gender, sexual orientation, and predatory behavior. We still can't have a calm, rational discussion regarding policy punishment for those having quote-unquote sex with people, animals, and children who obviously cannot consent. For example, it's easier for a politician to call out a trans person for just existing and say that you are part of the LGBTQ community it is easier for a politician oh than to call out a pedophile or a predator it has been lo being gay has been a convenient scapegoat for a very long time one of my favorite speakers david graber rest in peace said that oh that sex work seems to stand in as a metaphor for proletariat labor and men had to oh my god sorry my brain is uh actually it's my eyes if i'm gonna be honest <laughs> i'm fucking blind okay uh, 
proletariat labor had accepted the wage system and in quotations capitalism it would have been a temporary condition for individuals this of course is the american dream offered to immigrants because of the open frontier only one generation or less of wage labor is required then you will move up in stature and a new generation of immigrants will replace you and in quotes again just accept it selling yourself is just a stepping stone i did just that I used a bullshit job to get ahead. I didn't wake up one day saying, you know, I've been wanting to let old dudes sweat all over me while I pretend to like it. I had exhausted all of my resources at that point, including myself. My body and my soul were burnt out and I was running out of options. No matter how good of a job I had, I always had to work a second, third, and even fourth job. No matter how much I upgraded or how many overtime hours I worked, I always was late on a payment for something, always paying off one bill to save me from collections and eating at the food bank because everything else in my life ate up that food budget. Then making too much money to qualify for the food bank and childcare subsidy. So basically I was being punished for working and being productive. I was sometimes working 90 hours a week. I was an educational assistant in the public school system, working evenings and weekends, just uh, working weekends and evenings as an esthetician at a day spa, bartending and catering in the evenings, and still with childcare costs, just daily living after my divorce and finding out that my ex-husband fraudulently used my name to dig himself out of a financial hole. He had me in collections uh, for close to 25 grand over a five-year period, and I did not consent to that. On top of the fraud that I had to pay for one way or another because I made too much to qualify for legal aid, but not enough to pay for a retainer, I had, I had to metaphorically find some way to pull myself up by the bootstraps. He refused to pay for child support and assaulted me when I decided to go to maintenance enforcement and, you know, do the right thing. So when my spear was broken, I decided that I no longer had use for something as trivial as a moral compass. And so began my journey into the oldest profession in the world. In a very millennial fashion, I decided to turn to Google to help me figure this out. I knew of women who did this type of work and I had judged them in the past. I thought I was too chubby to be a stripper and I had the grace and balance of a newborn giraffe when I wear high heels. So that was out of the question. After searching and screening, I discovered, I discovered many pimps online trying to recruit. I know the white stripes say you can't be a pimp and a prostitute too, but I was not about to let my desperation and in my children being taken away or ending up in jail or rehab. It had to be legal, even if it was shady. Edmonton goes by the Nordic laws, which punish the Johns, but sex workers won't have their lives ruined by having solicitation on their permanent record. So I found a studio, aka the rub and tug with a female owner and I applied. At that time, I was wildly naive. I didn't even know how to put a condom on a guy properly. One of the more seasoned ladies who had been in the industry since she was a teenager showed me the ropes. Behind the scenes, sleight of hand and the theatrics that accompanied the whole shebang. That was what allowed me to keep going. It was theater, a dance of the mind, and I was the mentalist. It's an easier pill to swallow than disassociating by accident. Pretty soon, I went from struggling, chronically ill single mother to a parent that could take her kids on vacation and have food in my fridge every day so the kids could join sports and enjoy a night of movies and popcorn with friends. So I gave my children a middle, middle class, double income lifestyle on a single mother income, still while struggling with my health. I began to... I began getting a reputation as a dominatrix and I leaned into it. It was better money and no one really touched my pussy. It was a win-win for me. I got to beat up dudes for cash. 
it seemed perfect until that soldier came in and my empathy returned. The cops and military men I saw were broken, almost beyond repair. After a session of flogging, begging, and whatever else they needed, I became the counselor and confidant. Most were just burnt out and soul crushed as I was. You get your garden variety psychos every once in a while. But for the most part, they were just shells of men ground away by years of untreated PTSD and having to go back to the job that created the dif dysfunction in the first place. I had a newfound confidence that was seeping into my everyday life, including the time a man known to police for stalking, lewd behavior, and flashing was tormenting the estheticians around my little town in different parts of Edmonton. I knew of him from the spa I worked at, and I was so excited to find out that he would be on my table. He would book a Brazilian consult, and when the esthetician would come into the room, he would be on the table naked and masturbating. I knew the cops in town, and this guy had a long history of this behavior, but no one could really touch him. When I walked into the room and his junk was fully erect as he was pleasuring himself in front of what he thought was another unsuspecting innocent, I coolly walked past him to my wax pot. Hey, baby, I hear you do Brazilian waxing, he said to the back of my head. Sorry. <laughs> so funny. Uh, have you ever done one before? <laughs> Before I could answer, I had his head pushed back. I covered his pubic area above his penis in honey wax. What are you doing, he said. I was here for just a consult. You can't do this. And then I proceeded to tell him, I know exactly who you are. I know what you've done. And I know the damage you've caused. And, and the hurt, sorry, and the hurt he caused by continuing that kind of behavior. I made him sit still. I can called him a little bitch in between each rip, laughing at his pain. After he was finished, I walked him to the front. <laughs> I charged him $90 and told him never to return to any salon under any circumstance, or I would find him and wax him in his own house. <laughs> he walked out crying, and one of the women who happened to work at the RCMP station as a receptionist stood up and started clapping. It was a really proud moment. And I allowed myself to be the anti-hero rather than the victim of my circumstances. Aside from this movie-worthy vigilante moment, I've had my ups and downs. My reputation was distorted and bastardized by my ex and other people who found out what I did. Uh, so that I could keep my kids... Oh, and I was stalked by my ex as well. He told the school, my parents and the parents of my children's friends. It was like living in the seventh circle of hell for a few years because of that reputational damage. Yet despite the smear campaigns and the accusations, I was the one who got custody and kept it. I kept them alive well, and I paid for the therapy that we all desperately required. Sex work is a touchy subject that everyone seems to have an opinion about. The politicians, who make up one-third of my clientele, might I add, always fought against the sex work bills, especially the ones running on conservative platforms. If they weren't my client, the biggest bigots in politics are usually the one paying for some twink which is not a nice word, by the way, I should just let you know, but it was just a creative writing. And the person who was the guy who said this is the, he's very gay and he is a sex worker as well. And he referred to himself as a twink, which is the only reason I wrote it in there. Um, sorry, I just, side note. Yeah. Um, in the last few years, since OnlyFans were created, oh, sorry, the biggest biggest in politics are usually paying some twink to suck them off before they go home to their boring conservative life 
In the last few years since OnlyFans were created and the me, hashtag MeToo movement, it has shaped its way to the internet. Things are changing and I believe in some ways for the better. I do believe in the Nordic model and don't think vulnerable people should be punished for just trying to create a life that we were all sold. Even though I believe sex work is work, I do still think it's a bullshit job. And if I'm candid with myself, I did have a cruel and abusive pimp, not in flesh and blood, but in politics, procedures, and an economy that rewards only a few and ostracizes those that have figured out how to hack the system the end that's good yeah so that's that's my thing tonight yeah. do you do like a lot of questions after or yeah i do a q a after okay so do like you grad have any questions no no nothing i want to know <laughs> okay <laughs> fair enough um uh, maybe some other time <laughs> okay uh yeah it's uh um, like grad students or grad students, mostly um, nurses and medicine. Oh, okay. So it's people who like, cause a lot of um, what they'll do is they'll bring in some time, some, some type of sex worker and depending on the politics and the, you know, either left leaning or right leaning of the professor, you can get anything from hor horse fuckers to, I'm not even kidding, like people who are like straight up like I love love fucking animals and be like Notice you went with a bit of a southern accent there. I, I don't the know start. where I don't know where the southern <laughs> accent came from. I'm not saying that people who have that accent have sex with animals. I don't know where that came from. But yeah, so it it's like this really extremist side of sex work. Uh my friend who is the professor is like he's like, I really like your version of being like, okay, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say it was perfect, but I'm also not going to say I didn't enjoy the time or the money that I made while I was doing it, or that it didn't improve my my economic situation. You know, so it's like just being incredibly honest about what happened without, you know, like I I, I don't feel like a victim anymore. Um, I was able to take that, but to not say that it didn't affect me would would be bullshit itself. So yeah, so that's uh, not that I'm completely neutral, but I'm I'm a little bit more middle ground than some of the other ones who are like all sex workers are all sex workers are traffic, uh, or you know, or sex work is the best thing that's ever happened to anyone, and it, it you know we just need it just needs to be more legalization and it just needs to whatever. But I love, you know, the only fans that have taken control of that because it it doesn't allow for as much exploitation. Yeah. And the people who are making the content are actually getting paid what they're supposed to for the for the most part. I know like you and I should have a whole discussion on the Bella Thorne shit when, you know, that came down the pike. And then a lot of, you know, a lot of people who had been creating were already, you know, it kind of fucked with that because the Internet kind of blew up with her being on there. But it's not I don't know. I, I think maybe we should do a whole show on OnlyFans because there's just like. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. If, if, you, if you could get if we could get. Well, I know a few. Well. A few people that could maybe go on to talk about their experiences too with OnlyFans and yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, yeah. If you can round up some some people, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Ask questions on yeah their experience and um, what they liked, what they disliked, what they would yeah. change. I actually uh, talked with one of the one of the girls there, um, and I asked just kind of jokingly, "It's like, hey, if you ever need somebody to somebody to shoot with, you know, give me a call." Ha ha. And she was like, "Yeah, if you want to, you can." And I was like, "Oh, I was kind of." I was just kind of like bluffing there a little bit, but do it, do it. <laughs>
well. <laughs> Do it well. Why well, I, I said to her, I was like, I, I don't think I'm camera ready the way I look oh, now. No, come on. No. Do you have any idea? There is a whole genre of women. Like there's like the, you know, you know of the gay, um, the gay genre of bears. And I yeah. think like, like, because it's been such a, like, media has been so male dominated um that women really haven't gotten a voice to be like you know what yeah okay the chris hemsworths and whatever yeah okay that's kind of pretty but some of us are into different things like you know i know lots of girls like i was like i was totally into bears for a long time so i think you're i don't know not serving yourself in the best light if you're like oh well i'm too big for this because you know what in porn it doesn't matter someone will love it like or or you know what i mean like i think that was one of the things i found was like i thought oh i'm i'm too i'm too chubby for this or that or the other thing or i'm not you know i'm not attractive in in maybe the traditional way it turns out that that like when I lost a lot of weight, like I lost like 40 pounds, I need to lose it again. But that was like during my peak time when I was working the most, I had a lot of people drop me because I, I was too skinny and I still was not like skinny, skinny. I had a lot of people be like, oh, I really, you know, like, I love your personality and all the other things you do for me. But like, I really want to look at a girl who has more meat on her bones. I was like, what? Like, it was very, it was like everything that I had been told by the media about who I should be was wrong. Yeah. And it was like the male gaze is, it, it yeah, it's like two people was that, you know what I mean? And it, it, realizing, oh, okay, so like I've. I've been feeling like shit about myself for a long time. And I actually, like I said, I lost clients because I was too skinny. Yeah. It was, it was, and I wasn't like the BBW. Like I, I wasn't like the, you know, in the two, 300 pound range, but I still was, I, I don't know. I felt like, like right now I'm like a chubby soccer mom. And apparently that's a, apparently that's a kink. So, you know, I, <laughs> you never know. So don't like, if you, if you do have the chance to do it and you, obviously feel comfortable because like don't don't do it if you're like oh my god I don't want to be on camera but if it's like oh well I don't want to be on camera because I feel bad about my body there's someone who's going to be masturbating to you 